Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hey, welcome back to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. So good to have you back. New listeners, listen to this show. Go back and listen to the archives. We are going to be talking presidential politics today. We're also going to be talking to someone who's running for state treasurer, and he gave me an idea that you need to be listening to for your state to what state treasurer should be doing. So listen to the show and find out who we're going to be talking with. And then I need to let you know, like I said at the end of last week, we got Dr. Michael Brown coming on the show, and he's going to be telling us what the new uh, gay marriage law in New York might mean to others that you haven't thought about. And saying that, I also want to say that this week's uh, Tombstone of the Week Award goes to some kind of uh, just vile, vulgar words that should have never been said and that's going to be this week's Tombstone of the Week Award coming up in just a few minutes. So listen to hear that. And this week's Rock of Liberty speech right at the end, we have something Well, I'm going to tell you about. We're going to talk about a trap stick. Did you hear that? A trap stick. I'm not talking about chapstick now. I'm talking about a trap stick. It's going to be talking about that in the Rock of Liberty speech. So listen up. Get flowing now, so let's get started right here with presidential politics. i got to tell you about Michelle Bachman. She's moved up to the first place in the Iowa polls. She's on the move. You know why she's on the move? She's being targeted by all kind of liberals. They can't stand this woman because she stands up on principles that they just cringe over. It sort of makes you feel good. It's like trying to itch yourself in a cast if you know, when you got a cast on or you can't hit yourself, it drives you crazy. <laughs> I love Michelle Bachman and the fact that she drives the liberals crazy. And if you even think about her getting elected, they want to go jump in a bottom of the ocean. Well, go ahead and let them go jump is what I say. But Michelle Bachman is moving forward in her campaign, and it's amazing to watch her move now. Let me go talking about presidential politics, the big, what we got to talk about. Rick Perry, is he in or is he out? Do we stand up or do we shout? Rick Perry, what do we know? Well, I know this. this my sources, Doc Holliday's Tea Party sources, tell me we're going to hear something from Rick Perry probably in mid-August. For those who don't know, at the American Family Association and Rick Perry are hosting a prayer, uh, a prayer meeting for the nation. I guess you could call it at Reliance Stadium on August sixth. So I don't think we're going to hear anything out of Rick Perry before August sixth. He he doesn't want this uh, uh, prayer rally to look political. Well, <laughs> you know, well, a lot of people are going to condemn it. I already have. I mean, it's again, it's driving the liberals crazy. Uh, there's all kind of condemnation coming out. But you know, when you look at 
the history of America, you go back to Samuel Adams, the father of the American Revolution. You go back and study after the Revolution, you know, he's one of those patriots that really, really put the drive for independence forward. Without him, it would have never happened. There's a lot of people, but he was the driving force to bring independence and the vote for the Second Continental Congress to declare independence. He was the driving force, Samuel Adams. Now, you don't hear him because he didn't come out in the national politics, so to speak, but he was a force to be reckoned with. And as governor of Massachusetts, you can go right now in Boston, Massachusetts, to the State House. There's a museum. And there you can see proclamations from Governor Samuel Adams calling for prayer and fasting for the state of Massachusetts. And I just think, you know, this is, this is not something new. It's a tradition we need to go back to. So I say, go ahead, Rick Perry, and bring about this prayer. Invite people and, and anything. We get this nation going <laughs> a lot better than what President Obama's doing. I guarantee you that. Now, let's move on to the show. When we talk about presidential politics, I could move on of a lot of different directions. Herman Cain, uh, we get some people upset on that uh, freedom of religion thing when he says that uh, communities should be able to ban a mosque. If you hadn't heard that, he came out uh, uh, saying, in his opinion, some mosque, and he doesn't. he's really not saying religious liberties. I know what he's saying. If there's any kind of danger, then this should, communities should be able to keep any dangerous people out if they're... Uh, if they're pushing Sharia law against the foundational laws of the Constitution of the United States, and he has a he has a platform there, he needs to explain more. But let's go on in presidential politics, and let me tell you one thing. I've told you to look out and see what Rick Perry's doing. There's a lot of big donors been meeting with Chris Christie of New Jersey. Uh, I still don't think he's going to get in, or we'd hear more about it. It looks. To me, like I said, we will probably hear something from Rick Perry about mid-August. Those are sources from Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and I'm not going to divulge any of those, but all I'll say is look for about mid-August, see what we can hear from the Rick Perry camp. Now, let's go on. We got the Rocket of Liberty speech coming up at the end, but the Tombstone of the Week Award, you won't believe the Tombstone of the Week Award. And... Before we get to it, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine that is running for the state treasurer here in the state of Mississippi. But he is running because he believes that the state senators or the state legislature should not, when when they cannot get tax increases, they shouldn't get their pet projects pushed through by bond issues. And as state treasurer, he's committed to make sure Frivolous bonds aren't, aren't put out and debts not put on our state just to get some, some favorite, uh, favorite project through. And I want you to listen to this young man. His name is Lee Yancey, and we're going, I'm going to call him in just a second. But let, when I get him on the phone, I want you to listen to him because this is what's important. All the Tea Partiers across the nation, in your state, who is your state treasurer? Find out who that state treasurer is. Find out if he has the ability to vote against bond issues before they're issue, issued. 
And these are the positions that Tea Party people need to be going after. I'll tell you, we got a strong, strong Tea Party-backed conservative in the state of Ohio and as state treasurer. His name is Josh Mandel. And you can go to his website, State Treasurer of Ohio, and you can see what an exciting, active conservative can do to a, in a state office like State Treasurer. His name is Josh Man- Mandel. Check his uh, check his record out. See what he's done in this past year. He's just been in office really less than a year now, and he is going gung ho. And I hope we hear from this uh, young man some more. He needs to be in national politics. And now let me introduce to the, another young man, and rightfully so, I should say he should be in national politics. His name is Lee Yancey. Okay, on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, we have State Senator. From Mississippi, Lee Yancey. Welcome to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, Lee. Doc, I'm proud to be on here. Thank you very much. Well, one reason I wanted Lee on the Doc Holliday's Tea Party is to tell our listeners all across the country why the reason you're not running for a state senator again is you want to be Mississippi State Treasurer. Tell the people around the country what you can do to help cut spending by being a treasurer instead of a state senator. Well, Doc, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, As a state senator, I've never voted for a tax increase. I even voted against the cigarette tax here in Mississippi. I think when you raise taxes on cigarettes, it doesn't make sense because it doesn't solve the cigarette problem. It just increases the size of government. I believe Ronald Reagan said it best when he said the government that governs best governs least. So I voted against that tax. I have voted against excessive bond spending. We're $4 billion in debt as a state. Last year, we paid off $270 million of that. In the Senate, I thought it was a good idea for us to authorize less than what we just paid off so we would have less bond debt. And so I was hoping that our bond bill in the Senate would be less than $270 million. And when the bond bill came out, it was $422 million. Wow. I voted no. And a number, of, you know, seven or eight of my colleagues voted no, but the measure passed. And it's frustrating to see government get bigger and bigger. I don't know why we don't learn the lessons that we see happening in Washington, D.C., where they're at 100% of the debt limit, and they can't control their spending, and they keep going farther and farther into debt. But in Mississippi, there's another step in the process. Legislature authorizes the bonds, but then the bond commission is the one who issues the bonds or doesn't issue the bonds. The bond commission is made up of three people, the governor, the attorney general, and the treasurer. And it takes two of the three to issue the bonds or not issue the bonds. And so I'm running for treasurer because even though the legislature authorized these bonds, I can vote no once we get up to a certain point. I don't think we ought to issue more bonds than we paid off previous year. So if the governor and attorney general, if one of them will vote with me, we won't issue more bonds than we just paid off. And over a four-year period, our bond debt will come down every year. When I leave what you just mentioned, we need to hear people. We want people all over the country to hear because they're state treasurers and people thinking about running for state treasurer in other states. I know Josh Mandel in Ohio is an example of a great state treasurer, a good conservative who's going there and making things happen in the state of Ohio. The same way what you're talking about, Tea Party people and activists and get involved in the elections for state treasurer and make sure you get somebody in there that will know how how to vote when it comes to bond issues. If, if, if the legislature doesn't want to do a tax increase, so they slide it in the back door 
raising people's taxes by increasing bonds, we need to have someone in that state treasurer seat that will say no to uh, excessive spending. So that's absolutely right. We need more fiscal conservatives across the country. Uh, the, the, the simple fact is, we should not spend more than we take in. We need to run government the same way we run our homes and run our businesses, and make sure that we're living within our means. You know what's happened in Mississippi is that years past, uh, senators and representatives would try to uh, put their pet projects in the appropriations process through earmarks. That happens on the national level and oh, happens yeah. in the state. <laughs> it sure but, does happen on the national level, doesn't it? But it sure does. Over the last four years, Mississippi, we've had to cut our budget year after year after year because of the recession and the bad economy. And what's happened is, is because they can't do these appropriations for these pet projects, uh, now they're trying to slip them into the bond bills. So then the pressure is put on everybody else, you know, don't vote against your friend's pet project. So they told me, Lee, you're running statewide. You can't afford to vote against this bill because you're going to need senators and representatives' help all across the state. And I said, no, the state of Mississippi cannot afford to kick the can down the road and make our children and grandchildren pay this terrible debt. So I took a stand and voted no, as did a few of my colleagues. Well, Lee Yancey, I'm glad you have a backbone. And what I want to do, and what I want you on this show, because I want people around the country to hear you, and I want people in the state of Mississippi to hear you, but I want people to understand the state treasurer is an important position that the Tea Party activists need to make sure who is the state treasurer. And if they don't have a backbone, they need to be looking now for the next election to get somebody in that position in their state to make sure they have a backbone. So, uh, Lee, I appreciate you coming on the show. And I know uh, out of everybody running, you're the only one that has a, a license. You're the only one with a uh, securities license. Is that correct, too? I'm the only one with a securities license. I'm the only one that's a member of a Tea Party. I'm the only one that's never voted for a tax increase. You know, if you want to know what kind of treasurer I'll be, you can look at the kind of senator I've been. I've been consistent, been endorsed by some Tea Party groups. And I can tell you, if Lee Yancey is elected as your next state treasurer, your bond debt's going to go down. Well, Lee Yancey, I know you got a, a primary election coming up August 2nd. Good luck to you. God bless you. And uh, thank you for being on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Thank you, Doc. It's been a pleasure talking with everyone. I love being being around people who are like-minded and want to make sure our money spent wisely. Well, thank you, Lee. And and that was State Senator Lee Yancey, and we're glad we had him on board and glad you got to hear him. And it is important. Know who your state treasurer is and make sure we got Tea Party activists and running for the state treasurer next time. Look at your next upcoming election and make sure the state treasurer is is taken care of with a conservative, principled person. Now, in just a minute, we're going to get to the Rock of Liberty speech at the end of the show. Before we do that, what's coming up next will be the Tombstone of the Week Award. And that's coming up. Before we do that, let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And uh, let me remind you, you can go to my website at www.teaparty.ms, teaparty.ms, and there you can get my book. We still got it on a special for anybody who wants the book, hadn't got it, just uh, coming down to the last week or two, you can get it for $9.99, including shipping. So all the new listeners, you can order 
Doc Holliday's uh, book called Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. So make sure you check that out. And don't forget to go to wheresamericasjobs.com. Go check out that website, wheresamericasjobs.com. Just spell it out. Go there. Hey, we got uh, a good friend of mine, Tea Party activist, running that website, and he's doing a bang-up good job. So go check out that website, wheresamericasjobs.com. Now, let me tell you about this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. It goes to uh, an HBO show and what was said on that show, Bill Maher, M-A-H-R, those who know him, he's always doing something controversial, but it went over the top. And I can't even tell you exactly what was said because it's so vile, so disgusting. Let me just say, for those who may know the New Testament, I know we got Jewish listeners, we got people who... Other faiths, we got people of no faith at all listening, and we do have people of the Christian faith. But those who know the New Testament in the book of Romans, where St. Paul said that God just gave them reprobate minds. And uh, my goodness, wow. He, that was penned 2,000 years ago, and that's exactly what is happening with the couple guests that were on Bill Maher's show. And they, for what they said... The words they said and the way they used them, they get the Tombstone of the Week Award. I know anyone give you their names, but one's, I guess I can tell you one of them's savage uh, because he's a homosexual activist that was the lead uh, in the parade, the Grand Marshal, the uh, New York Gay Pride Parade, after just after they... Uh, the legislature, the, the turncoats we mentioned before, had given the, uh, the had passed same-sex marriage in New York. But this man who was awarded the, the grand marshal of the gay pride parade, what he said, it was so vile and disgusting, I will not repeat it on this show, but he was talking about uh, actually raping Rick Santorum, and in the words and the way he used it, it got sickening, filthier than you could ever imagine. And uh, and then that was after another comedian had talked about raping Michelle Bachman. Presidential candidates, because they're conservative. They are, and, and, and the words, I'm being very gentle in the way I said that. The Tombstone of the Week Award goes to these Un, unconscionable actions and words. Like I told y'all last week, as we've uh, talked about the Grand Marshal, the Gay Pride Parade in New York, and this is a society that is starting to, we're starting to question what's going on. We have got Dr. Michael Brown, who wrote a book called A Queer Thing Happened to America. Let's uh, get Dr. Michael Brown on the air and see what he says about the new Gay marriage law in New York. Here's Dr. Michael Brown. Is that going to change America? It Will it? Oh, yeah. Well, it's already changed America. The, the fact that it's happened, the fact that perhaps the most influential state in America, certainly with the most influential city in America, with the governor pushing and the mayor of New York pushing and now sending a signal out to gay activists around the world to be encouraged this is coming your way, it's had profound effects. It'll have effects in the schools. 
This is now taught as normal in the schools. Those that don't support and applaud same-sex marriage, marriage will be looked at as, as bigots and, and intolerant. Well, Michael, let, it, let me it, stop you right there. And Are you a bigot? <laughs> you know, I, I love all people. I embrace the full humanity of heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, transgender, however they identify, but I don't celebrate homosexuality, nor do I think for a minute we should redefine marriage based on someone's sexual orientation. The only reason that the society conveys benefits on marriage is because marriage conveys benefits on the society. And it's a man and woman coming together with the possibility of responsible procreation and, and joining the next generation to a mom and dad. That's the only reason society gets involved. The government gets involved with marriage. Otherwise, government has no right to tell people what they can and can't do with their romance and, and their attractions and things like that. But this has nothing to do with bigotry. The people that use the bigotry charge use it because they don't have truth on their side. Well, now, that's easy to say, but why, why can't, if two people love each other, what's wrong with two people getting married if they say they love each other? Well, uh, how about a father and his grown son? How, how's that? Uh, how about a brother and a sister or two brothers? Is that okay? Can anyone marry? Uh, the, the fact of the matter is we're just talking about what the government recognizes as marriage. In point of fact, if two gay guys want to spend the rest of their lives together, that's their business. If they want to go to some church and have a commitment ceremony, that's their business. But don't ask the government to redefine marriage based on the sexual orientation of 3% or less of, of the entire country. So people can love who they want to love, do what they want to do. But what do you do with the person that says, I have a need for multiple partners? Newsweek magazines told us a couple of years ago that polyamory, multiple loving sexual relations, is the new sexual revolution. There are at least a half million families in America that are polyamorous. So do we make that the law? There are people arguing for the right to, to marry someone within their own family. Why don't they have the right to marry the one they love? Because we have restrictions, and marriage has a certain function in society. So let people do what they want to do. That's their business. If they don't break the law, that's their business. But we're certainly not going to redefine marriage. Well, Michael, on a, one reason I'm bringing this on to the Tea Party show, this is Doc Holliday's Tea Party. The Tea Party movement has been very uh, cautious about the any social issues, but this has become more than a social issue when all of a sudden in the state of New York with this new marriage law, if you say if you're a counselor uh, and, and you don't want to, you don't want to counsel a man and a man being married because you, you don't believe in homosexual marriage, but all of a sudden the law says if you don't counsel them, then uh, are you out of business? Well, well, we've already had cases of, of people, for example, being kicked out of college programs because they said, or, or losing their counseling license because they said, I, I cannot counsel a homosexual man or woman to be in that relationship. I'm happy to counsel them, but because of my religious convictions, I'm unable to affirm that. We just had it in England now, a woman lost her license because a, a gay activist came to her claiming that he was a man with unwanted same-sex attraction, and she said, well, we're Christian-based, and I'm going to counsel you to, to overcome your homosexual desires, and he secretly recorded everything, reported her. She has, she has now lost her counseling license in England. We've had similar cases that, that have made their way uh, in, into the courts here in America. So, of course, these are realities. You, you've also got the issue now that if, if it's marriage, well, then whatever statute you have for for housing, whatever statute you have for employment benefits, for uh, husbands, wives, etc., now has to be applied. So, of course, it affects everyone. But here's a deeper issue. This has a, a long-term social impact.
The reason, again, the government gets involved with marriage is, is because marriage provides benefits for the society by having the healthiest households possible. That's the goal of it, by That's having the children goal of for it. the next generation and yeah. the healthiest environment in which they can be raised. I understand so you, you that. you start tampering that environment, that affects every aspect of our society. And for the Tea Party not to, to get involved with this in a serious way is a serious mistake. One thing I want to know about the Tea Party and what, why I'm bringing this out is, are we losing freedoms because two people want the right to marry, no matter who they are, if they're not a man and woman, if they want that right to marry, does it, does it cost freedom? Does it cost religious freedom? Does it cost business freedom? And if it does, how does it do that? Yeah, it absolutely costs freedom. In, in April 2009, there was an article in the Washington Post, so this is a liberal newspaper, talking about how faith organizations and religious individuals are increasingly losing their rights to sexual liberties, to, to homosexual issues. So, for example, uh, one woman, Crystal Dixon, a black American woman, was the vice president of uh, human resources at the University of Toledo in Ohio. Uh, there was a, an editorial that was written in her local newspaper saying that, that sexual orientation is just like skin color and gay rights is the same as the civil rights movement. So as a black woman, she took exception to that on her own time, wrote an editorial differing with this, and was fired from the university for her position. Don't, don't we have freedom well, of, of speech? One of my colleagues wrote a book about same-sex marriage, not using the Bible, why same-sex marriage is, is wrong for everyone, how it hurts everyone. He was doing leadership seminars for the company Cisco, not the food company, but for the, for the company Cisco. He was doing leadership seminars that were highly regarded, highly rated by the company. Someone found out that he wrote this book about same-sex marriage. He was fired the same day for holding these views outside of the workplace. He was still fired from the workplace. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. And it, there is absolutely pressure that can be brought on organizations. For example, Catholic Charities in Massachusetts, one of the largest adoption providers, asked for religious exemption because in good conscience they could not provide, uh, send kids to a same-sex household. Right. And of course, in Massachusetts, same-sex marriage is, is legal. They asked for religious exemption. We don't want to place kids in same-sex households. They were denied a religious exemption, so they went out of the adoption business. See, now this that, is that's absolutely exactly a matter right. of liberty and freedom. And again, something the Tea Party really needs to take a careful look at. Well, so that's exactly why I want you on the show, because I, I didn't realize the freedoms that are being taken away from average citizens so that just so two people say they love each other can get married, it is it's costing people freedom. They're losing freedoms the the mass part of of, of America uh, and and that's what you just pointed out those things but what happens can you say 10 15 years down the road if if a gay marriage spreads and goes everywhere uh, what is what would that be like oh well the the implications are really large again from beginning in the school systems where this is taught as normal and if you've got your kid in the public school and you say hey I don't want him being taught about homosexuality or homosexual marriage. I said, what are you talking about? That's the law of the land. You can't argue with that. In fact, it could well be that Christian schools will be told, hey, you, you have to now teach this. You, you must now affirm homosexual practice because that is the law of the land. Uh, President Obama said he's no longer going to defend the Defense of Marriage Act, which upholds marriage as the union of a man and woman. Discriminatory. So if this is discriminatory, if having uh, a religious conviction that that not all sexual orientation is the same, or that homosexual practice is the practice, if you have that religious conviction, that would now become looked at as discriminatory. 
It already happened in New Mexico with Elaine Photography. Here is a young woman with a photography company was right. asked to photograph a, a same-sex commitment ceremony, and she politely declined because it uh, violated her religious convictions. She was brought to court and found guilty of, of uh, violating the state's sexual discrimination laws because they include sexual orientation. So this would just become all the more widespread. Uh, in my book, A Queer Thing Happened to America, I have a large chapter called Big Brother is Watching and He Really Is Gay where I just well, now, talk about case after case after case after case where religious liberties have been lost, freedoms of conviction, people fired from the workplace just for telling an employer that they believe homosexual practice is sin and, and they get fired by human resources. It's already in our society. Well, Michael, let we, me stop you right there. Well, we got so much to go on, Michael. I, I'm going to give you a call back next week. We'll follow up on this conversation because i got to get right on to the Rock of Liberty speech before I do. Let me remind you, listen to Doc Holiday's Tea Party at webtalkradio.net. And we do want you to keep listening and let your friends know about us. Go back and listen to the archive shows. And this is one that we have, uh, we're still building up on this. We're going to have to get Michael Brown back next week, and we will and continue on with what he thinks about the gay marriage law in New York. And is it denying freedoms is this a tea party issue we need to find out because if people are losing freedoms we need to know about it right here on doc holiday's tea party and that leads us right into this week's rock of liberty speech we have not forgotten about what i told you last week what is congress and the white house doing in this week's rock of liberty speech i'm going to talk to you about a trap stick do you know what a trap stick is some of you folks do. Now, I'll admit, I've never actually done this because I came up a little later, but I've heard my uncles, my dad talk about this and others. But there's a trap stick. And what you do with a trap stick is somebody go, hey, uh, back in the days before we had refrigerators, people, uh, the, their mother would say, hey, I need, a, I need a, one of those young roosters. We're going to have some chicken, chicken dumplings tonight. So you'd go... Get a number three wash tub. Anybody knows what those are? That's what people used to take baths in. A number three wash tub. A lot of people around the country, if you're over 60, you might know what that is. I I never took a bath in one, but I've seen them on uh, front porches when I was little. I remember seeing them. But a number three wash tub. You take that and you take a trap stick. And that trap stick, you'd wrap a string around it. And you put some corn in, up under that wash tub. And that old rooster come by and... Popping around and getting that fresh corn, and by golly, he'd go right under that wash tub. And what'd you do? You pulled a string and trap stick, boom, caught you a rooster. That rooster would go, and uh, my dad would uh, said he used to tie, tie him to the clothesline, and that's the way he would wring their necks. So, but I mean, there's a <laughs> you talk about nine ways to skin a cat. I've heard so many ways to wring a chicken's neck. <laughs> And, uh, and no, I haven't wrung a chicken's neck. But I, I, being a, in a tea party, I thought of some folks' necks I'd like to wring. But let me, let me get back to the story. What's a trap stick? Now you know what a trap stick is. It's something you lure somebody into a trap, then you pull it, and they're caught. And you know what? The liberals are good at using tra uh, trap sticks. They are good at using trap sticks to lull the conservatives into some kind of deal, saying we're gonna we're gonna give you all this. You remember back earlier in the year when we were talking about uh, cutting the deficit? We were starting out with 
$100 billion, that's what the Republicans ran on. Then it got down to $65 billion, went down to $35 billion, it, uh, trying to get the, uh, the deficit cut down. And you know, it ended up being all the way from $100 billion, went down to about $300 million. I mean, that's, that's $99 billion and $700 million just gone, just blew up in smoke. They promised it and never got it. And now, that's what I'm scared of. We're hearing about to negotiate and letting President Obama have, have the power to raise the, what's needed on the debt limit. I don't know how the negotiations are going. I don't know when they're going to finish up. But the liberals have a trap stick. The conservatives are eating the good little pieces of what they're throwing them, throwing out the sound bites, the media hits. And the Tea Party is watching. I don't like what I see. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't like what I see. Should we blame the Republicans? There's every bit of me wants to just scream and holler. But there is something about the Tea Party. We are not a mob. If you read Ann Coulter's new book about the mobs, we are not a mob. You can tell that to Tea Party, like I've said before, that we go into a we go into a rally, if it's a Glenn Beck rally, it's a Tea Party rally. One thing about Tea Party is we're going to clean up after ourselves. It's going to be a clean place when we leave. That's why we're not mobs, and we can think. And I'm telling you, I won't get so disgusted that I won't throw every Republican out. But we need to change the Republicans' direction, and we need to watch out for the, the sneaky liberals who are just going in and are trying to make the Republicans more and more moderate, more and more moderate in all kind of issues. And I'm telling you, the election in 2012 will be so, so very important. And I know what the Democrat strategy is to make the Tea Party so mad that, we've, that we center our anger and our vow upon these Republicans who sold us out. And they're going to tell us, look at the Republicans who sold you out, and they're going to laugh. But, folks, we can't lose our focus on what 2012 is. The executive branch must be taken out of the hands of the far left. And we must get more conservatives into the House and the Senate. This is what it's going to take. Do not let us be trapped by a trap stick to bring anger on those who got Pelosi out of office. I don't like what I see, but I'm going to be intelligent. I want you to be intelligent as we proceed, and if we lose this battle on the debt limit, I am not going to put vow against those who at least brought us to the table. If Nancy Pelosi was still in charge, we would never even be talking about this. So we must be intelligent and realize all our efforts must go to make sure we have a conservative in the White House, conservative majorities in the United States Senate, and conservative majorities increased in the United States House of Representatives. That's our goal at the Tea Party. That's Doc Holliday's Tea Party goal. We're going to work hard for that. We will not let a trap stick trap us into throwing out people who are helping us at least getting us closer to the goal. So now, I've said that. Don't forget to come back next week. We're going to listen to some more Michael Brown and see what kind of liberties you may be losing soon uh, if gay marriage keeps sweeping across this nation. Let's talk to Michael Brown next week. And we got more presidential politics. Things will be popping and 
we'll see what this debt limit's going to happen. So come back next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.